You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Today we have Ben and we have Sean, and they're going to be talking about anger and the story of Moses. So, Ben? Thanks a lot, Cassidy. So, uh, as a pastor, I've just got to confess my own sins for a second, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically have not been an angry person. Now, I've, I've told this story from the pulpit before, too, but um, a few years ago, I was just in a just in a pressure cooker season of life. I mean, just had tons going on. I, I think I was not aware of how much stress um, I was feeling. And one of the things that I noticed is that my fuse got short. And mostly the only time you ever saw it was at home, yeah, for my, my wife, for the boys. And I was really surprised. I looked up and thought, when did I become an, an angry person? Well, since I became acutely aware of that, and praise the Lord, you know, God's helped me and led me through that, I have had the opportunity to sit down with lots of other people in our church family who said, Ben, let me just tell you what's going on in my life. Turns out that anger uh, has got a grip on us, that anger is something that, that keeps taking joy, taking life from my brothers and sisters and myself in some stories. So today we're going to talk about anger, and you've brought the story of Moses. So I just want to cue the church family that as you listen today to the story of Moses, man, we are walking through the story of the person that the the Bible says there was never another prophet like this guy. Like this is the most important prophet in the Old Testament. Uh, this is the guy that on the Mount of Transfiguration got to come back with Elijah and talk to Jesus. So this is Moses we're talking about here. But if we track his life, we see some moments when anger got the best of this guy. And one of the things that I want to do with this episode is you kind of highlight uh, anger in the life of Moses and then give us some freedom, some tools that we can use, mm-hmm. is I just want to encourage our church family and our friends to recognize that uh, when we talk about the recovery process, Anger is another one of those unhealthy uh, emotions that we lean on sometimes instead of going through the through our through our feelings the right way. So anyway, let's talk about Moses. Uh, Sean, where do we go with this? We're going to be looking at Numbers twenty, and again, when we look talk about the recovery process, it's, it's about connection. It's about relationships and our relationship with Christ, ourselves, and others. And to me, and, and even in my life, and those a lot of other people, one of the most destructive aspects that drive away connection, drive away relationships, is unhealthy anger in our life. So, And that's why we're going to be looking at Moses today, because that's been a, all throughout his life, a and struggle. I know that you've told me this, lots of other people have told me this, that um, no matter what your journey is, you know, what you're trying to recover from, anger just seems like it is a companion to, of unhealthy right. lifestyles. And whether you're an addict in recovery or whether you feel like you don't have any other recognizable addictions, anger is a mess. Mm-hmm. Tons of consequences. Tons. All right, so Numbers. I'll read uh, Numbers 20, and then I'd love to hear what you've got for us. Okay. So Numbers chapter 20, I'll start verse 6. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting, and they fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You'll bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, 
Must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Hmm. That's a good word. To me, I like to place myself in uh, literally in the shoes of the Bible figures, the characters that I'm reading about. And uh, when I read this story, I thought of taking a 10-hour ride with all my kids in a car. You're trapped in the car. And literally, that's what Moses was. He's on a long journey <laughs> with a lot of complaining, <laughs> griping, arguing, fussing, fighting right. going on. And he had had, vacation ever. he had had enough, just like me in the minivan. Uh, I get to that place. I've had enough. I want to take my staff and uh, hit some kids. Been but, there. I've been there. <laughs> been there, done that. Um, so, and, and that's the problem, is that Moses had dealt with anger, anger about the fighting, the bickering, the squabbling, all the, all the hardships that he had been through. And, we'll, and he hadn't been, had a chance to really evaluate that, identify that in his life, and address it in healthy ways. Instead, he held it in, from what I can tell. And reading through numbers into the story, he's holding it in. And, and when you hold in anger, it does nothing but breed resentment. And resentment in the rooms of recovery, it's our number one offender. It's the one thing that will cause you to act out in unhealthy ways, rage, in uh, in a lot of other ways, so so instead of going to people and talking to them and, and expressing his anger in healthy ways, he held it, held it, held it until he could hold it no more, and he disobeyed God. And because of that, and it's clearly said, God told him, "Speak to the rock, and the water would come out." But instead, he struck the rock with his rod. And I love the, the language here in. Uh, in verse 10, where it talks about, listen, you rebels. I don't like how you just, <laughs> that tells you the level right. you know, that, that, you know, that he had had enough. Uh, must we bring you water out of this rock? And even he wasn't even giving God the glory. He wasn't acknowledging God through this whole process. It was him and Aaron come out of the assembly. Wow. And we're going to bring that. And he is, we, me and Aaron are going right. to bring he water out of this very, rock. He got very self-focused. Mm-hmm. The way the world was on his shoulders. And he was the primary person offended in the room today. Yeah. And he's mad. He was angry. Yep. Consequence. The consequence Ooh. of a sin? There's always consequence at all sins. Um, and this one was steep for him. Uh, he was unable to, uh, to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And I mean, I had a lot of sadness. I mean, that's, 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 that's stiff. And the problem is, this is not the first time he struggled with anger. And it wasn't the first hard consequence he had to deal with in anger because of his anger. So I'll, I'll take us back. I'll take us back there. So in Exodus chapter two, uh, Moses is growing up in the household of Pharaoh. Um, so he is a misfit in a way. He's an Egyptian, but mm-hmm. in another way, he's a Hebrew. And I, I just suspect that Moses had every reason in the world to have sort of an identity crisis, right? I think, as I read the text, that that he's got a strong allegiance to his Hebrew people. He wants mm-hmm. to set them free, uh, but his methods in his early days as a liberator are not altogether admirable. goes about the wrong way. So I'll read the story. Exodus chapter 2. I'll start in verse 11. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were, and he watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. 
looking this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine, again, putting myself in his situation, growing up in the palace, continually seeing the Hebrew people beaten, treated poorly, downcast. And he just, again, he bottled it up. He didn't address it in healthy ways. He didn't go through the proper channels and talk and try to figure out how to solve that in healthy ways. He held it in. He built up resentments till it bottled up to the point where it's like placing a Mentos in a Coke and shaking <laughs> and it. And it will blow up. It, it just explodes. So the consequence in this situation, the consequence in the first story we read at the end of his life is that he did not get to step foot in the promised land. Mm-hmm. He got to go up on a hillside where he would die and just see it. He got to see it, right. but he never got to enter it. Mm-hmm. And what's the consequence in this story of his anger? Forty years. Forty years of exile. So he he has to flee from Egypt, and for forty years he's basically a shepherd uh, in Midian. And God uses that time to prepare him. God oh, is definitely. so good. God is so gracious. And and that's one of the realities of anger or any other sin. And God is good. He is gracious. He forgives, but there are still consequences. And oftentimes, God does not remove the consequences mm-hmm. of our sins. That's part of the process. Yeah, and He uses all things to His glory. So what are the consequences in, in our households for our anger? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the mom or the dad or, or the, the daughter or the son at home, if, if we don't find a healthy way to handle our feelings and rather we let them, you know, we bottle them up, we become the center of the world, we feel the weight of the world, and then we explode in anger. What are the consequences that you've seen, Sean, for our anger? I mean, there's no way of minimizing it. It's tra- traumatic. Uh, I know unhealthy anger, especially in rageful situations, can be very traumatic in our in our families and our lives, and it it just pushes people away from us, which is a very sad and lonely place. Uh, for me, one of the things I've come to understand is anger is often the go to go to emotion, especially for men. It's, it's an easy emotion to draw from. It's easy it's, to get there. Yeah, it's just easy to get there. It's very hard for us to feel some of the other difficult emotions like sadness, fear loneliness, guilt, shame. And because we're not able to really even taught how to f- tap into those emotions, a-, a lot of times those emotions come out in anger. So instead, when I feel sad... I get mad. I get angry. Yep. Yep. When uh, I have a lot of fear going on, instead of expressing that fear, I have a lot of fear. Like, I for instance... get angry. <laughs> right. I get angry. Uh, when I feel lonely, even, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to express that and, and draw those connections in. I get angry about it, and I'm, I'm angry. Uh, and then, the, you know, the same thing about guilt. Um, it, it's, it's, just, it's just the go-to emotion that, f- that other emotions funnel into, and we really have to get to the place to where we can tap into the God-given emotions. Their emotions are information that God's given us about where we are spiritually. And if you're not tuning into that, then you're com- it's going to come out in an unhealthy way. Consequences in our household, isolation, loneliness. You know, I know for me, uh, one of the sad things about anger that makes it, uh, I, I guess, a go-to for a lot of us, it's, it's so easy to draw out. It doesn't take a lot of skill or education, but also that gum, Sean, it's effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but we've seen the parents that you've had enough and you've told your kids to go to bed and you've told them again and again and again, and you finally have had enough. And what do you do? 
you stomp, you slam a door, you and kind you of blow yell, up like Moses. <laughs> Get in the bed, right? And what happens? Well, they scurry off a little bit, uh-huh. and you walk away, and you say, "Oh, I found something that works." But it's lazy. Is it, it, it? And what are the consequences? My kids are scared, right. not with a healthy fear, right? But with an unhealthy fear of a, of a rageful father or an angry mother, um, or a big brother or a big sister. You know? mm-hmm. Okay, so the consequences are huge because they're separating us from the people that we love. They're right. driving wedges. Between us, and causing and the, a lot of pain, a lot in ourselves and in yeah. a lot of other people. Uh, so I know it's hard to undo the damage that we've done with anger, but what can we do from this point forward so that we can find recovery for anger? And one of the things that I'll highlight is, of course, engage the process. Like engage come to celebrate process. recovery, uh, begin to begin to engage in the process of recovery. But what are some some other things that we can do, um, Sean, to help us deal in a healthy way with anger? It's real. I mean. It's really working a process of understanding God in your life, um, going through that process, this 12 steps of understanding yourself better, some of the triggers, some of the things from your past, some of the things that you're dealing with, that you're not dealing with, but really dealing with that the anger that's pushing the anger, mm-hmm. and then walking with others that have been there. Yeah. Uh, to me, the most healing thing is a, a brother and sister in Christ that's dealt with the struggle that I've dealt with, and that's willing to sit down and say, I've been there. I know what you're feeling. I know how destructive this is in your life. And let me show you the hope that I have and the glory of God and where he's brought me. So I'll sort of wrap up. I'll wrap up with this. You know, there are a lot of people that, that are listening politely to the podcast and they're, they've enjoyed learning about the 12 steps. They enjoyed listening to the story of Moses. But they're looking up and they're saying, man, I don't have a problem. And yet they do. They, they have a problem with anger and they've just mm-hmm. never wrestled with it. But, but we would say, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not my problem. It's not that I'm angry. It's that my kids are disobedient. Yeah. It's not that I'm angry. It's that my, my spouse doesn't give me enough attention. It's not that I'm angry. It's that my boss doesn't appreciate me. And I just want to scoot back and say, hey, man, clean your mirror and take a close look because mm-hmm. there's probably anger in your heart. And it's time today to recognize it and get some healing from it. Uh, Lynn's was sharing something with me that she'd recently read. I thought it was great. You know, anger affects every household, every marriage. Mm-hmm. It was a marriage book that she was reading. And, um, you know, the authors were just encouraging you. This was a neat little tool. They said, you know, acknowledge that. ABCs of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, a, just acknowledge that you're angry. Like, stop yep. and recognize what's going on right. here. B, back up. Anger is a secondary emotion. That was something I was first taught by a dear friend uh, who who knows psychology super well. Love him. And he, he taught me that anger is a secondary emotion. So they said, B, back up and recognize the first feelings that triggered the anger. Like, try to figure out what was really going on. Mm-hmm. And then C, you know, confess it and move forward, right? Yep. So I just want to encourage our church family today, uh, as we look at the, the journey of Moses, who I admire a ton, uh, he did have a few anger issues, possibly, and they show up with some serious consequences in the biblical story. So, hey, if Moses could go down that road, there are probably plenty of us that could benefit from the same help. So anyway, super saints, let's get some help, uh, acknowledge your anger, and let's let's walk in Christ. Let's let, keep, let's let Jesus keep shaping us into the image of God. Thanks for listening today.